Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike, dancing in my Instagram stories, or cuddled up with wine watching The Real Housewives. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Episode 10. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan. I'm so happy you're here, and Happy New Year again. I know I said it last time, but Happy New Year again. The year is still young. It's January 2020. It's pretty wild, right? Like when people say the tw- it's the 20s, I'm like, uh, the 1920s? Like that's the first thought I have. Like my grandparents, I don't know. Um, you know, with the like the flapper outfits, right? Wasn't that a thing? Um, but no, it is 2020, Brittany. Get with the picture. I hope that your, your January is going good. I hope you're excited about 2020. I hope that you enjoyed um, episodes eight and nine where I was trying to help you prepare yourself and get set up for success with your social media in 2020. If you have not yet listened to episodes eight and nine and you are either a beginner or an intermediate-er <laughs> or you are just wanting like a refresher or just, you know, a nice kick in the ass to... Um, to really get your year started good with your social media plan, definitely go back and listen to episodes eight and nine. Um, Eight is pretty short, pretty quick. And then nine is a little bit longer. I go into um, a lot more detail. So I hope that those are really, really helpful for you. Also, speaking of episodes eight and nine, I will be doing a Facebook Live based upon those episodes to really break some things down visually for you guys and to answer some questions. So I wanted to go ahead and announce that right now. I'm super excited about that. So that's going to be on Thursday, January 16th on the Social Sunshine Podcast Facebook page. So all you have to do is go to Social Sunshine Podcast, search it in Facebook, like the page, follow the page, turn on the notifications, all that stuff. That way you don't miss any information I share on there or, of course, the live video that I'm going to do. So that's on Thursday, January 16th at 1 p.m. Central Time. And I will leave that video up for people to watch a replay, of course, because I know not everybody can be at every video live because we have lives of our own. Um, Anyway, again, Thursday, January 16th at 1 p.m. on the Social Sunshine Podcast Facebook page. I'm going to go over... Um, really just like the four things you need to, you know, prep your social media for a successful 2020 and then breaking down the process, the, the content creation process really, um, of like creating, organizing, sharing it, um, all that stuff. And I'm going to try to include also some like bonus stuff that I didn't talk about in the episodes. So I'm looking forward to doing that Facebook live for you guys. Um, also I got to do an iTunes shout out. Um, (laughs) so what I've been doing, if you're not familiar yet, if you are listening through Apple podcasts or on iTunes, then what I'm doing is that anybody that will subscribe, rate the podcast, and write a little review for the podcast is going to get a shout out here on the podcast. And I will also include your Instagram handle if you'll DM it to me. 
And that way you get, you know, maybe some new followers or some new friends. So today's shout out goes to the amazing Anne Marie. She left me such a great review. I'm so thankful for it. It says, Brittany is amazing. (laughs) I love this podcast because Brittany gives advice that is so easy for anyone to implement in their social media. Anyone who is new to building an online brand or business needs to listen to this podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anne Marie. Those were you guys, these reviews mean so much to me. And I just love to know that you guys are responding well to the podcast and and getting great value out of it. So also Anne Marie on Instagram, you got to find her, you guys, she's an amazing person. Um, she is at a M O S G O O O D. You got that? All right. Instagram is at a M O S G O O O D. Okay, so find Anne Marie. Uh, let her know you heard about her from the podcast reviews and be friends and be merry. <laughs> All right, so today's episode is really, really exciting for me because this is a dude that I have known for, gosh, I mean, over a year now, I think, which is crazy. But I met him, you guessed it, on social media. Um, I actually think I met Terry on LinkedIn. Um, it's Terry Schilling. He is a freelance copywriter and, I mean, extraordinaire, like just all kinds of great stuff that he does. I've actually gotten the chance to collaborate with him before. He's super smart. He's super fun and nice and funny and um, just really was generous with chatting with me about, you know, about really mostly we focused on writing the, the captions for your social media and really what kind of works and what doesn't and what you should do and what you shouldn't do and mistakes and good things and everything. And it, you know what? It's easier said than done to write an amazing caption on social media. And Lord knows, you know, we're not all good at that. So I really appreciate Terry coming and really helping to um, walk us through that process of how to write a good caption and so on and so forth. So he's got so much to offer. He's also our first male guest on the podcast, which is really exciting. Um, this is not a female only podcast. This is an everybody podcast. And I'm excited that Terry decided to um, to take the time and do this for us. So Anyway, so I'm going to stop chatting so we can get to the interview. Don't forget to stay tuned after the interview for this episode's Social Spotlight. So enjoy this interview with Terry Schilling. Okay, today's guest is a freelance website copywriter and brand story specialist. He helps creative and successful business owners and copywriters craft copy that shows people what's possible and influences them to take action, guys. He lives in Chicago, Illinois, and a fun fact... Boys to Men, End of the Road is his go-to karaoke song. Welcome to the show, Terry Schilling. Hi, Brittany. And hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited. And I don't know, maybe if we have time, I'll bust out End of the Road, but I can't make on any promises. I'm just a huge, like old school R&B. I feel like that's why I'm like a huge Bruno Mars fanboy because he kind of has that vibe. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We actually, I didn't say, didn't tell you this before we started recording, but yeah. we have the boys and men thing in common. I am a fan. Um, I don't know if you're familiar, but here in Houston, they have the Houston livestock show and rodeo, of course. And yeah. it's this huge ordeal though. And there's like a concert and it's all this stuff and a variety of artists come. And I was like a little kid and went to the rodeo and saw boys to men. It was so exciting. (laughs) I've not seen them live. I'd love to though. I don't know. I mean, I think I was like 12, so I don't really, you know, it's a blurry (laughs) memory, but amazing. End of the road. Amazing. I love that. Okay. 
So let's hop right into this, yeah, you guys. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have notes here to make sure that I cover everything because there's a lot to cover. Um, so as I was saying, y'all, um, Terry is a copywriter. He's a writer. That's his world, and he works with a, a variety of people. We've even collaborated before, and we met on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. I think we just connected through kind of content writing and and, co- and freelancing and. I feel like it was kind of a little bit over a year ago we kind of connected and it's been great following each other's journey throughout this. Yeah, it really has. I mean, seriously, the power of things like LinkedIn, social media, like the whole thing, it's amazing the people that you meet. I honestly, I mean that. And I've I've made some friends, you know. It's, it's Yeah, absolutely. It's incredible. In here. Um okay, so let's get started. So let's talk about what you do. Um if you sure. don't mind, just like tell the audience what you do, what the heck it means. I mean, what if they may not know what it means to be a copywriter or anything. So just kind of give us a general. Yeah, idea. no, it's and it's on, it's such a great question because some people think I deal with like legal copyrights. And like I people ask me, what do you do? I'm a freelance copywriter. Oh yeah, we have a legal department who deals with that at my company. I'm like, well, it's not like this. That's why I start to say I'm a freelance copywriter. We're you know so marketing and advertising. Like I want to just focus like that's kind of the industry that I am in. Um, but for me, as you said, website copywriter and brand story specialist is my main focus. Because I've just gathered and talking with other business owners uh, and hearing things online and reading what other people are talking about, what they're looking for, is that business owners just, they aren't confident or they struggle with writing their message that is really going to attract the right people, speaks to the right people over and over again. And we're in this digital world, so there's so many resources, you know, like sales pages and click funnels and all these things to get attention and drive traffic to your website. But when they get there... What are you going to tell them? How are you going to keep them reading? How are you going to sell, you know, what you love to do, your product, your service? You know, how are you going to grab that attention, keep them reading and ultimately have them take action? And so I help, you know, business owners and have other copywriters do this with their clients, just really help them get clear on their message and how they can, you know, speak to the right people, um, you know, and get them to take action, as you said, and, and as we cover there. Right. So hopefully that kind of clears it up um, a little bit more about what I do. Right. Well, and it's that it's you know it's it's easier said than done, right? To write oh. something well, even if it's one key sentence. I mean, uh, you know, most of the world is not just naturally um, a skilled or or talented writer. It's then that's okay. Right. <laughs> and and you're right. Like, man, can't it? It can make all the difference in the world. The right words. Yeah, absolutely. I think business owners too just get so caught up in trying to say too much and say what they feel is the right thing, get all this information out there. I've done that for sure. Like a little long winded here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've been there too with clients, you know, sometimes my first drafts that I send to them are a little bit too much. And then, but I like it because then I can get that feedback and see what works, what does not And I even let them know when I talk talk to them, like the first draft may be a little bit overwhelming. I'm going to give you a variety of options here, but, you know, just want to see, you know, what sticks to the wall, what we can, you know, take away and really just keep crafting that message. I think that's a big thing with copywriting is you got to know your first draft is going to be pretty, pretty crappy. It's just how you edit it and what you do with it. That's going to make sure that that, you know, that message is ultimately on point and, you know, go, going to convert. Right. Right. Well, and that proves how much, how, how writing is such a, a process like any other creative process like you said yeah. like at first it might seem like crap <laughs> or just off mm-hmm. off or whatever but yeah. um throw, yeah. your, throw your laptop or book or whatever you're writing on just you know 
You want to just bake it in the microwave for like 30 seconds. <laughs> right. <laughs> it can be frustrating. Okay. So um, I'm wondering about like, ha- like how and why did you get started doing yeah. what you do? I love learning about what people's journey that led you to what you're doing, what inspired it. What's, what's the story there? Yeah. So for me growing up, I was a huge sports fan, still am a huge sports fan and wanted to be a broadcast journalist. Um, you know, my athletic stature would not allow me to go play sports being under six feet tall and being my friend, but I always love talking about it. So I went to school for it, um, graduated, did some freelance reporting and just kind of pivoted into, you know, writing and, and marketing. I just found that the pay wasn't as lucrative for being, you know, starting out as a journalist, uh, had a couple offers at some small stations where, you know, to be honest, they're like, you're going to make like $23,000 a year and just have enough to live in this small town. And if that just did not sound promising to me, you know, <laughs> like doing that. And so just kept connecting, going to networking events um, around Chicago and ultimately got into marketing and advertising. Worked for a, uh, a racetrack here outside of Chicago where I was in the marketing department. Um, worked for a company that was like an event marketing company. So it was like kind of their communications manager where I'd write emails um, and, send, and write a lot of the marketing pieces. And then I got a job as a junior copywriter at an agency. And that kind of really sparked everything because I knew what copywriting was, like the words on the ads. But then I just was really desired to keep learning and, you know, how, you know, I can craft words that are going to, you know, get people or that are going to influence people. You know, so I was writing a lot of direct marketing campaigns for a lot of big brands. It was great. And then just eventually, I just kind of got engulfed in this be your own boss, this entrepreneur world, monetizing your business. I could see other copywriters doing it themselves and started side, side hustling, doing some side freelance projects. And then ultimately was at a point where I feel like I can make as much or not more than what I'm making now and just go for it. And that was in April of 2018. So we're kind of approaching two years of doing this on my own. Um, it's been quite the journey and it's kind of where I am today. And I'm just, big thing is just, I love keep learning. You know, when I fail and fall on my face, try to learn from it and not get so caught up. But if a client doesn't like and we stop working together, it's okay. That just makes room for the right client next time. So there's a lot, but that's kind of my story, my long-winded I don't know. No, no, that's great. I love hearing that. Um, it's it's so rewarding, right? Like, I mean, clearly the entrepreneurial journey, no matter what industry yeah. you're in, is is difficult. And no, I don't actually recommend it to everybody. <laughs> um, but when you do it, and man, I mean, the reward, even though it's tough, right? Is it? Do yeah. you do you feel like that difference since since you? It hasn't been too long since you've started on your own. Do you feel already that reward and everything? Yeah, absolutely. It's been such a rewarding experience in every way. I, I feel like I, I told people this before. It's like when things get really crappy and you're feeling down about yourself or just like if you're not really not really down about yourself, but not getting the revenue that you'd expect. Um, it's just like having that flexibility and knowing that you're your own boss and you can figure it out. It just makes those hard times worth it because you're going to find wins, um, you know, and I I try to be as efficient as possible with writing down things I'm grateful for every morning and before I go to sleep, just to kind of keep that positive mindset. Um, and it's, it's been great. It's been fun. And I use a lot of positive affirmations. I know we're going deep in here, but you know, I write down almost every morning that I'm a talented sought out copywriter. You know, I deserve 
I deserve my rates because I add value. Clients enjoy working with me because I'm easy to work with. You know, I say these things, but it's, I'm telling you, it's powerful. And there are days where like, I'll go and it's just like, okay, client hasn't got back to me about a proposal. They haven't got back to me about my last round. And then I write these things down and I get an email out of nowhere. Client comes back to me saying, all right, Terry, we can move forward. Um, Obviously it's not every day, but I mean, there's just certain days where it just, it all falls into place. Mindset is very important. <laughs> it, it, it is. I agree 100%. You guys, y'all got an extra treat there, a little lesson yeah. <laughs> on mindset. It's and it's really, it's, and it's true. And that, man, that's, that's hard too. It's hard if you're not used to it, to break the ice, to start doing things like that, whatever it is, whether you're writing down what you're grateful for or something else. But yeah. it's, it's hard to, at first, maybe sometimes convince yourself that that stuff is... Yeah, you know, I'm gonna do anything. You might be a skeptic, but you're right. Like if you find your groove, your thing that helps you stay as positive yep. as you can, then then it's amazing. It's it's funny. It makes me always think when I hear about all those kinds of things and mindset and stuff. It it's kind of the opposite, but it makes me think of like a villain in yeah. in like a cartoon, right? Are they not always like you are <laughs> you are amazing, you are empowered, you know, whatever they're doing on the yeah, cartoon. the mirror mirror on the wall type of vibe, right? <laughs> no, totally. And that and hey, they know what they're doing. It works. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's let's move on. So I loved hearing about all that by the way. Um oh, awesome. Yeah. But, thanks for- <laughs> but I want to talk about because my audience, um, even before the podcast, but still is um of a lot of small business owners, very small. So a lot of solopreneurs, you know, people doing um, everything, wearing all the hats, including, of course, having to write a uh, copy. And they come to me for social media tips and you have to write caption copy in your social media posts. Um, and yeah. I want to I know first what you, if you see like certain mistakes being made, that's common that maybe we don't realize we're making, or maybe we don't realize the negative effects it could have. Could you kind of give us some tips on that as far as when you're writing for a social media post, some mistakes? Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest thing too, when you're starting out with writing and getting active on social media, and I'm sure you've preached this, Brittany, is just consistency, is just making sure that you're consistently putting out content and building that brand awareness, even though if you feel like not a lot of people are watching and you have this imposter syndrome going off of you, you know, just know it's like, Brittany, for you, some people only know that you can help them with social media. They don't see your other competitors. They know you. So I think that kind of, you know, mind frame too is very important. I think that's just a big mistake solopreneurs, you know, get into when they start out because they're like, well, why would somebody listen to me? Well, certainly people will find you. And then it's just really, you don't want to be too cookie cutter. You want to add some personality into your copy captions. And it's really, think about this as microblogging. Is That's what it is now with Instagram and Facebook, right. LinkedIn, these captions. So you can get their attention in, you know, 300 characters or less. Um, you know, you want to have a killer first line, treat it like a subject line, have them, you know, feel curious about what's going to, what they're going to read next. Because you want to add context to the image and the in the content of the, of your post, whatever video, um, you know, image that you're using. I just think a lot of people don't add so much context. That's a big mistake I see. It's like almost they show a picture and then it doesn't really make sense, or they just try to ask ask right away. And uh, I think that's a big mistake. You, you mean ask people, ask for like ask uh, like for a sale? 
I just want yeah. to clarify and to make sure everybody. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just want you, you don't necessarily want to say I'm selling this right now for like nine ninety nine. You know, here's twenty percent off like right away. Like I feel like you need to build some authority first before you do that, and build some curiosity in the beginning and trust. Um, and there's a lot of creative ways to do that. Uh, you know, you, again, you want to add context, but you do want to influence them to take action. So maybe they want to tag a friend. Maybe you want to leave ask them to leave a comment. Click the link in the bio. Um, you know, slowly build that trust because not a lot of people may be aware of you. So. Right. Right. So don't immediately be like, Hey, I'm selling these green widgets today. So you need to buy one. Yeah, That's a bad way to start. Yeah. You know what I, what I recently saw from another copywriter and marketer, um, his name's Mike Kim. He talked about knowing where your customers are in your, on their buying journey. And, you know, since we're talking about small businesses and solopreneurs here, if people aren't really product aware of you, which means they don't necessarily know who you are yet. So you need to convince them. Like they know that they have a problem that needs to be solved or need help and feel like, okay, this person can do that, but why should I care? A great way to grab interest is to tell stories. So, you know, start a story of why you came up with this idea. You know, what inspired you? Did you talk with a friend? Were you on lunch and they said something and you know, that sparked some interest in the, that idea you know, talk about that, um, you know, or find, you know, a reference in pop culture, reference that, just tell a story, get them interested. Um, and that will slowly get them, you know, coming back for more and they'll get an idea of what your personality is like too. Right. What, what about, okay. So this is speaking of things that maybe you shouldn't do. I don't know how you feel about this, but, um, whenever you're like, maybe hype, I guess you might call it, or I mean, I guess clickbait also, but that, you know, but that kind of thing where it's like the first line is very dramatic or very (laughs) whatever. I mean, I don't think that there's a problem with that in general, but I do, I assume that you probably have an opinion on maybe taking that kind of thing too far, like being like, this is going to change your life or something. I don't know. What do you like think that. about that? Kind of making extreme statements is basically what I'm saying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely, I feel I've, I definitely lean towards against that right away because that just seems spammy and that's not something you want to come out with. I mean, just start with a genuine question or start, you know, add some curiosity just of like, I'm not sure if this is for you or, you know, what are the two biggest questions that you have on dot, 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 it's just kind of leaving them to kind of keep reading. And it's kind of like if you're writing an article, you just want, and copywriting in general, you want the reader to read that next line. So if you're adding value in your captions and getting people you know, to keep scrolling down, you want to have that first line spark some interest, You know, whether it's addressing a problem right away, but also you know, leave a question that leaves them curious. Right. Well, okay. Speaking of questions, this is actually just a, if you don't mind, like off yeah. the fly, non-plan question that I have is because I've kind of tested all the things when it comes to social media posts, but yeah. do you feel like it matters if you, if you want to ask a question, if like one of your goals is to get people thinking, of course, clearly, but also maybe even to get engagement so you can start commenting back and forth and getting to know each other and all yeah, that. Huge. What Do you think that do you think that a question, since people are in such a rush and they're scrolling, should be asked first sometimes to get that rolling? Or do you think that a question at the end of your post, or do you think it doesn't matter and it depends on the situation? <laughs> yeah, I guess sometimes it depends. But from a copywriting standpoint, I personally think that a question is a great way to start the conversation. 
because you're putting people in kind of your mind frame. Like you are trying to lead them down this path. So you're trying to get like-minded people to think like you and asking a question is a great way to do that. It's like, have you ever, have you ever experienced this or, you know, imagine if this, what would it be like, you know, get them to imagine that and visualize kind of what you're thinking, you're setting them up and then you can continue to use visual visualization and even something simple at the end. Like if you found this useful or did you find this tip useful question, you know, if so tag a friend or leave a comment. Right. You know, if you, if, if anybody else can find this helpful. Okay. That's good to hear because I've thought about it myself about, um, starting to try more of asking questions at the beginning instead of the end, because sadly it's asking a lot to ask someone to read like four sentences. <laughs> so yeah. maybe, maybe starting with a question is, is a cool way to shake it up to get them thinking. And then maybe that will lead them to read the yeah. rest. Hopefully. Uh, do you think that, um, just another question I just came up with. Do you think that like, okay, so like if you say, see somebody make a social media post and the caption is lengthy, <laughs> you know, yeah. more than just a few sentences. What do you think about that? Do you have an opinion about that in general, about length? And also about, like, do you think that, what do you think leads someone to read the whole thing? Is it is it probably a mixture of the words they used and then also that brand awareness they've built? Or? Yeah. Yeah. For me, when it comes to length, I just say, as long as it takes you to get the customers sold on what you do or sold on like the value that you're bringing in that post that gets them to click something like that's how long it should be really. So, I mean, you can tell a story if it's three sentences, then use three sentences if you want to get clear and to the point, which is great. But if you want to get more in detail and like almost a mini case study, like if you have a real life example, make make it a little bit lengthy. I think that's why people read them a lot too. And I think it's just, it depends as you grow, just keep testing it out. I feel, I feel like you could see a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of influencers on social media who have those long captions. A lot of them get read because they've started to build that brand authority. Right. And if kind of long captions are your thing, then make that kind of your, what's unique about you. Just keep them lengthy and always leave them with the question. Uh, that could keep, be kind of your thing with what you do as well. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, because I noticed that um, it's interesting. Sometimes it's it's such a variety. Sometimes I will be willing to read something longer myself. Yeah. And then sometimes I won't. Sometimes I literally am putting my phone down and I guess it's just the luck of the draw and I'm not going to read it. But um, but yeah, I find I find you're right. Like over time, somebody that has that I've, you know, really invested in and I feel very interested in what they have to say it could be really long. It, like you said, like microblogging and things like that on Instagram. And I'll read it for sure, especially if they're truly providing good value in, in the post. But yeah. I also think it's fun to mix it up, right? Like sometimes if you, if, if you post something that's maybe of the right vibe, maybe it's something more fun, relaxed, simple to just have like one line, you know? Yeah, know. absolutely. And even if you start with something like, let me tell you this hilarious story. And that's it. That's your first line. And then you oh, that's keep, good. <laughs> keep breaking it up and like you keep break it up, have these line breaks. You, know, you could, you could have it more lengthy for sure. Or like look at it as, you know, if you're writing an article, you know, these are the three things that, you know, every mom can do in 10 minutes, something, something like that. And then just keep going into detail. Maybe it could be short. Maybe you break it down using, you know, check mark emojis or bullets, which is great. But, um, 
don't be too afraid to get super lengthy. If you feel that you keep adding value and if, again, if it gets people to comment and engage with you, then great. I mean, right. don't, don't fret about it. And then the next right. time you could just ask a question and say, leave it in the comments. And as long as it kind of matches what the context of the image or video is, you know, I think that I, I have no problem with it being short or long kind right. of going back to your question. Like I'm not against either of them. It just okay. depends what it just depends what it is. If you're rambling on, if you keep trying to talk about you and keep selling all these, like you talked about these, this hyping about it, like this will change your life. You know, here's why it does this. It does that, it does that. It's like, okay, I don't know. This doesn't necessarily interest me. Like, you know, I'm, I might not be your target audience at the end of the day. Right. Okay. Okay. So something else just popped in my mind. I'm sorry. I'm just hitting you with a few things that we didn't even plan for, but awesome. I feel like whatever. Right. <laughs> okay. This, I, I cannot end this conversation without asking you about grammar because, <laughs> um, look, nobody's perfect, but I, yeah, sure. I, in my little world of like, my husband and my friends and stuff, I'm kind of known as grammar police. Um, Granted, I'll be very kind to people, but in my mind, I'm like, really? You just posted that social media uh, post for your business and you spelled that shit wrong. Like I can't, or like, you know, like the, the there, 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 all that stuff. So (laughs) I don't know, like clearly we want our grammar to be correct ideally, but Because I know everybody listening is not grammar police, um, help us out. Give some guidance on that. Like, if somebody feels like they messed up, is it the end of the world? Like, you know, what do you think? Uh, Well, (laughs) you know what? Think of who your target audience is. So if you're trying to get legitimate clients and build your business and get customers, I highly recommend that you police yourself with the grammar and make sure stuff is spelled correctly. And that you're not making these, uh, you know, tiny mistakes. You know, if you do, you know what? In the end, it's okay. Luckily, you can kind of edit it. But I suggest writing it in Google Docs or another form and then using a tool like Grammarly, like copy and pasting it in there and making sure some of those mistakes um, are covered. Um, I think that's why a big thing about batching is so important because you can do it in one setting and then you can go and edit them before you just on the, on the fly just schedule something. But I would just recommend always trying to edit it, especially if you're selling like a tangible product, like you don't want to come off like it's like it's cheap. If you want it to be, if you feel like it's a quality item and you're charging kind of a a high end or a more expensive price, your grammar needs to be there. If you're spelling there wrong or if like a period like breaks up a sentence weird, it's not a good look. Right. Well, and, and like I am, I'm, I'm an Apple iPhone. I'm an iPhone fan. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I, I sometimes run my business on it for days in a row. But everyone, the iPhone adds an apostrophe and it's not always necessary. So don't always believe the iPhone. Like Mondays with apostrophe, I just, <laughs> it's too much for me. <laughs> here's, a quick, here's a quick tip that may change your life. Before you press post, send, publish, whatever, Read it out loud to yourself first. That's Word, good. Sentence by sentence, read it out loud. Because then, even if it's to somebody, even if it's to your kid, I don't care. Just read it out loud because then you'll be like, well, that doesn't, that sounds awful. That line, that's a run-on sentence. You're like, that's clearly a spelling error or, you know, I used the wrong word there. So 
I think that's super helpful because how many times I've done it plenty of times too, where I post something and then I read it out loud as it's live. And I'm like, well, that's great. (laughs) I messed up there. (laughs) Got to go ahead and change that now. Right. Yeah. No, nobody's perfect. See you guys, even the professional is not perfect. He makes mistakes, but he also knows to check himself before he wrecks himself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Good, good advice. I was, I, I'm so glad I remembered to ask you that because I thought about it yesterday. And I was so excited because I'm all about the grammar and I, and anytime I've ever just, just, I guess, been in a rush and then gone back and seen that I made a mistake. I'm like, Oh my God, I wonder how many people saw it. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, thank, thankfully there's a lot of tools out there to kind of help catch that because when I'm writing, like I do make a handful of grammar mistakes because I'm trying to write how I talk. Um, and I try to blend that in with using proper grammar and still making it sound conversational. But, you know, right. typing right away is so fast on my computer, it's easy to make mistakes. It's, it's right. going to happen. But just just know that you can correct them and, you know, craft it into what you want it to be. Right. Well, and I like you saying to think about your target audience. I mean, right. everybody should strive for good grammar. Clearly, that's that's more proper and professional. But But especially be careful if you're... If your target audience, your target client, um, is yeah, and if if they world. if they use a little slang, go ahead and do that. But just like again, the common mistakes you want to avoid. Like if you say your, and and if you just use the y o u r, and it's not you know the apostrophe r e, like that stuff could drive a lot of people crazy because there's other people who think like us who are grammar police. But again, if you have it conversational and you want to use slang, you want to throw in a curse word that doesn't sound too tacky or aggressive go ahead. Cause if that's your personality, perfect. Yeah. If it's authentic, I, yeah, exactly. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, all right. Well, I think we covered a lot. Thank you so much. So do you, um, do you feel, what do you feel like, like in closing, do you have any final thoughts on this? Like anything that's simple that somebody could do that's social media posting, all this stuff, like any, any other final thoughts before we're Yeah. You know, I touched on, you know, being consistent. I think a big thing is try to get more comfortable doing video as well. I mean, like with me as a copywriter, you know, I get like, I have a lot of clients I write, but like, I also like to create content by doing video. And so I think that's just so huge for people to see your personality, to see, you know, that you're an actual human, what you look like, what you sound like, put a face to a name. I think that's, you know, really important. Try to find a consistent strategy um, with video. And, you know, honestly, just be consistent, but add some personality. Like if you're selling, like if you're in e-commerce, you know, you don't always just have to keep promoting, you know, your product all the time. Or like, let's say you, you know, you work for another company, you have a partner and you're just, you know, always talking about, you know, your product or the business itself. Throw in about a little bit about how you are. Go a little bit behind the scenes and show people more of that genuine side of you because that's ultimately going to build trust. Uh, it's, this isn't even a cliche. It's just said a lot, but people want to work with, with people who they feel like they know. And so that's just a big thing with social media for me. Um, you know, it's something new to me still these past two to three years, but I'm trying to po- I'm posting all these tips. I'm trying to collaborate with more people to bring more brand awareness ultimately to add value to, to slowly build that trust with others. And I know that's just going to help me build my business because I've had client or, you know, colleagues reach out to me saying, Hey, I need a friend who needs website copy. Can I connect you or needs help, you know, updating their LinkedIn profile. Like those things, those things will happen if you are consistent. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think you are consistent. You guys, Terry is awesome to be connected with on social media. Seriously, he's always providing um, lots of information um, and, and easy to understand whenever he's doing the videos or whatever you're doing, all of it. Seriously, I really do get a lot from from what you post. So, um, I that. Yeah, so yeah, no props to you. Um, speaking of, okay. So please tell everybody how they can find you, um, everywhere, just plug all of it and how they yeah. get, how they get hire you, follow you, all of it. Yeah, absolutely. So my website is Terry Schilling rights.com. So it's W R I T E S.com. I don't, uh, we'll link it in the show notes and have it on here. So you guys can find me there, but find me on LinkedIn, Terry Schilling. Um, you know, it will say website copywriter on there. So that's how you can easily find me. I, I feel like Instagram and LinkedIn are the two biggest channels. I'm, I'm at Terry underscore Schilling, S-C-H-I-L-L-I-N-G on there. Um, start doing a handful of series and video collabs. And uh, honestly, I, I would love to just to plug it. If you want to sign up for my email newsletter, get tips on freelancing, how to run your own business, copywriting tips, some personal things just to have a little fun and Try to yeah. engage with you guys to share things back to me for future content pieces. Um, so you can sign up for there and reach out to me. My email's on there. Go ahead and shoot me a message. I'd love to help or, you know, riff with you any way I can. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right, you guys. going to go find Terry all over the internet. Um, <laughs> and yes, I will link everything everywhere all over the place. <laughs> Thank you so that. much for taking the time. I know your time is very valuable and I truly oh, appreciate it's it. It's great. I'm, I'm glad we you know, created this relationship, Brittany. Thank you so much for including me on your podcast. Best of luck to you too. I love, I love all that you do. I love the personality, the energy. Um, it's great. <laughs> and to all your listeners, just best of luck to you and just keep, keep grinding as you know, that's a little bit cliche too, but just keep doing what you love and proceed it with passion and everything's going to work out. Awesome. Thank you so much, Terry. I appreciate right. it. Thank you, Brittany. So I want to talk to you guys real quick about Canva. So look, most of us are not super expert graphic designers, but we need to be able to create social media posts and Facebook header images and YouTube thumbnail art and digital flyers and all these things. Canva is the way to do it. I genuinely am obsessed with Canva. I've been using it for a long time. I use it almost every single day, not only for my own business and for this podcast, but I also use it for my clients. It's absolutely amazing. It makes everything easy for you. You do not have to know how to work some sort of complicated, fancy software. It's so great. So here's the deal. The Canva Pro Plan, which is awesome, by the way, highly recommend, is only $9.95 a month, but you can try it for free for 30 days. And you can support the podcast by going to socialsunshinepodcast.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the Canva banner and sign up for the pro plan 30 day free trial. I hope you love it. Okay. So how great was that chat with Terry Schilling? I absolutely loved having him on. I think it's so important to talk about social media captions um, because honestly, you guys, it makes a difference. I have tried, I've done a bunch of like trial and error and different experiments and things like that. And man, if you've got those fir that first kind of line of your caption to grab somebody's attention, it can make all the difference in the world. So that's a really valuable um, conversation that that you were able to just listen to with Terry. Thank you so much again to Terry Schilling. I truly appreciate it. All right, now let's move on to today's social spotlight. 
Okay, today's social spotlight is somebody that I have been connected with on Instagram for a really long time. And it's, I mean, honestly, I don't even know how long I've known her. Um, Probably a few years. It's wild. I meet such amazing people on social media, as you know. And this gal is one of them. So her name is Elise. But the important thing is that her Instagram handle is at with love and veggies. Okay, so it's the at symbol and then with love, L O V E and A N D veggies, V E G G I E S. <laughs> Just trying to think, how do you spell veggies? Okay. I am, as I'm talking about this, I'm looking at her Instagram account right now so that I can point out some highlights for you. So definitely check her out on Instagram. Definitely give her a follow. You do not have to be a vegan to follow her. Um, it's not like that. She is, she is. And it's all of this really great information though. So I think, you know, for me, I'm not a vegan. Um, I had, I, I've, I've dipped my my toe in the vegan pond here and there, <laughs> and I do like to eat um, more plant-based food than animal. So it's really helpful to follow her and to see, first of all, just her, um, her recipes, her suggestions, her ideas, not to mention the photos of her food are absolutely beautiful and so colorful, by the way. Um, so when you go to out with love and veggies on Instagram, you're going to notice that, that look, first of all, so that's a good lesson to see, you know, she's got this, um, I've talked about it before the, the aesthetics of Instagram. She's really got a lovely look on, on her page. Um, so it's attractive, but most importantly, like I said, it includes lots of great information. So it's truly valuable to follow her. It's true. Let me say that again. It's truly valuable to follow her. Um, and that's why I have for so long, and I'm not even a vegan. So she's going to give lots of good information to her followers. She's giving um, she's giving great information in her stories as well. So she keeps a lot of her main feed um, very branded and focused on um, specific recipes and foods and and um, information. But when you watch her stories, that's where she, like a lot of people, gives you a really great little behind the scenes look at her life or something that she's cooking. Um, it's absolutely amazing. In fact, you know what? I think that her, I think that her entire family eats plant-based with her as well. It's really, really cool, you guys. And she's a really, really sweet and not to mention beautiful um, lady. And um, she's got like major refrigerator goals. It's a big deal. You're going to see, you're going to see this picture, a lot of pictures and a lot of Instagram stories about her fridge prep. It is like, I'm jealous of her refrigerator. Seriously. If you watched the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, whenever Yolanda was on there and she had that like amazing, um, glass refrigerator and everything looks so beautiful. I mean, Elise is like, right up there with that refrigerator. <laughs> it's impressive. <laughs> so um, another thing I want you to notice about about her account is that even though she's clearly um, very specific about her her um, her content, it's it's about plant-based living, about natural living, and so on and so forth, um, she really sends the message in a peaceful way. Uh, she is not reprimanding people and um, lecturing us um, 
uh, or anything super dramatic. And that's, that's smart of her to do in my opinion, because in that way, somebody's not going to get distracted by any sort of negative drama. Um, they are able to just take in the information and the content that she's creating and use, use that information to benefit their own life in some way. So there's just lots to say about, about this account. So go ahead and head over to at with love and veggies on Instagram, give her a follow, send her a message, tell her you heard about her on the podcast and I hope you love it. Cause I know I do. Hey, Elise, what's up? <laughs> Okay, you guys. So that's it for this episode of the Social Sunshine Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I am loving this. I hope you're loving it. Remember, go on to iTunes, subscribe, rate, leave a review. I will give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. Also, make sure to subscribe on Google Play and on Spotify and on SoundCloud. And if you need to get some uh, reminders on how to listen, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com, of course. And final reminder, again, that I'm doing the Facebook Live on Thursday, January 16th, 2020 at 1 p.m. Central Time on the Social Sunshine Podcast Facebook page. And I'm going to be going over um, a lot of, you know, episode eight and nine, a lot of information about prepping your social media for 2020, about creating a, um, a creation process and um, kind of just creating your own well-oiled machine on creating content organizing it and then getting it shared out there into the world. And I'm going to go over this in a Facebook live. Also, if you have any questions you want me to answer, please send them to me ahead of time. You can, um, you can reach me a lot of different ways. You can email social sunshine podcast at gmail.com with your questions. You can also, um, send, send a DM on Instagram on the social sunshine podcast, Instagram, or on mine at Brittany Crossan. You can also send a message on Facebook with your questions. You can, you can do that on the podcast page or on my Brittany Crossan Facebook uh, professional page. So just get your questions to me before Thursday, January 16th, so I can get them all lined up and I will answer them. If you leave your name, I will make sure and give you a shout out and um, I'll see you guys there. Thanks again for listening and I'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production, funlovemedia.com. Bye.